What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode. We're back in a minute. Everybody and welcome, welcome, welcome back again to another edition, another installment, another episode of the Black Men Win Podcast with your boy Ty the Pie Guy. And of course, we are back again with another episode, another dope interview. <laughs> Listen, man, I am blessed every time I get to sit down and have one of these interviews. Like, listen, they be co- they're coming like a like like clockwork, and I'm and I'm thankful. Because, again, every time that I come on this platform, it is a learning opportunity for me. Um, I'm always intrigued to get to know our interviewer, whether I know them or not. I'm, I'm always intrigued to get to know them a little bit more uh, personally, uh, personally, excuse me. So I'm glad to have our next guest here. And per first question, if you are a black men win subscriber listener y'all know what we about to get into i would love my guests to introduce themselves gas themselves let the people know who you are my brother you feel what i'm saying don't and don't leave anything out either i mean you better gas yourself up too <laughs> after hearing that sound you played i was waiting on some techno house or something to come on right after that. i was like ready to jam i was like <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, I'm in a show. Okay. My bad. Okay. They composed myself. Right. <laughs> We're about to, get, um, about to get the disco party going real quick. Disco going. DJ time on the wheels of steel. No. Okay. Sorry. Um, all right. My name is Glenn Murray. I am excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Oh, I am pleasure. the founder of a company called 220 Communications. Uh, what we do is uh, many different things, but we have a publishing arm. Uh, which, you know, we've published over 60 books over the last 12 years. Uh, we have a division, we call it our fun division called Wine Crawl. That is a food and wine tour uh, that we do among around six or seven different cities across the country, and we're expanding that. And then I'm co-owner of a production company called G-Rose Production, and we produce a few shows. One's called Live from the Cave, which is four men talking about everything you can imagine in the man cave. We also produce a show called Books and Bottles and um, called Making Love Better Together. So really excited to be here. Um, Happy to be on. Hello to your audience. Hello to you. I've heard your show, so... You know, I've been really impressed with your guest and, thank you. and everything about the show. So thank you. Thank you, man. We appreciate the love. Um, first of all, the books and bottles got me intrigued. <laughs> the, that's a did I have you at the book or at the bottle? Ah, Which one did I have? No, no, both actually, because the fact yeah. that you um you know, you 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 incorporated you know, um I'm 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 always fascinated when education is always incorporated into kind of the facet of culture nowadays because it's really yeah what we see what we see nowadays is um a lot of places around our country kind to or trying to excuse me rewrite uh the fabric of history in education right starting with that and so um the fact that we as black people specifically as black men um, can hold space to educate the youth in, in, and, and again, books and bottles is such a, I think, innovative way and, and thing to go about it. So I, 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 before we get into the actual interview, I want you to just break that mm-hmm. down for us. What particularly is books and bottles? Um, and, uh, uh, how can more 
um, maybe students and young adults get involved? Yeah, well, it started because um, because we do the wine crawls and because we had the publishing company. I wanted right. to compare to pair those together. So it started out as an event where I brought out four or five of my authors, and we brought out. Um, oh, this is for the grown men. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, this is for the, oh, oh, oh oh oh. This is for us. Oh excuse. Oh oh yeah. Y'all gotta sit down, students. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> bad. Excuse me, this is for us. Sorry. <laughs> no, go sorry, ahead, Glenn. This, this is, is for us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to make that. When clear you right. said education, I was like, oh man, he's going there. Okay, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is for us. Oh, my bad. And we what? are all for we are all for educating the youth. Absolutely, as well. absolutely, That's absolutely. Like we're out there. But books and bottles is not that that place. <laughs> right, we actually right. air great wines with great books. Wow. So if you think about the ultimate in relaxation, it's kicking back with a book and a good glass of wine. So right, right, right. We that atmosphere. We have a great host. Her name is Benita Johnson. And we've had everyone from Mary B. Morrison on the show. Daphne Maxwell-Reed has been a guest. Wow. Uh, we've had several, several New York Times bestselling authors. Sadiqa Johnson, who brought mm-hmm. who, um Wrote Yellow Wife, which was mm-hmm. a huge success uh, last year. One of the one of the biggest new new best new authors last year as mm-hmm. well. She's been on the show too, so it's really a great pairing. Um, and not just the books you know, but the books you don't. So we've right, had right, right. Um, a very diverse group of authors on talking about their books. So it's been a lot of fun. Wow, that's a again. What I said was true, even though, you know, we got the got the age group mixed up. It's for the grown folks. You feel me? For the grown folks. We still got it for y'all. You know what I'm saying? For our youth, we still got it. But I think, again, as black, me- as black men, we don't mm-hmm. enter into spaces like those, right? Books right. and wine. That is, to me, that is such a chill atmosphere. That is such a, 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 a happy kind of an atmosphere right i can only think and and only imagine what that is like for you and um other brothers to experience that and to just chill you know what i'm saying and have those um that congregation you know what i'm saying of just of just like okay the pairing of a book with a with with a wine that that mm-hmm. like that has to be kind of integral so I'm I'm loving what you're doing, not just on the production side, but on the the book side. You're a, a, a best-selling author. You're out here doing the uh, the damn thing, and we want to just sit here and give you your flowers, man. You know what I'm saying? For real. Thank you. For real. You are out here Thank doing you. it. For real. I I read up on you. I did my vetting. I sure did. Uh-oh. Miss Sherry came. You listen, listen, Miss Sherry hit me up with the email. I said, shout out to Miss Sherry. You know what I'm saying? But she hit me up with yes. the, yeah, Mr. Cherie, she hit me up with the um the email and I I I I I vetted you, man, and I, I I seen all the good work, all the great work that you're doing out here. And I was just like, Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? This is the platform for it. So let's get right into it, y'all. Let's not waste no more time. Um listen, our second question on the docket, I always ask this um going into the interview. Because mm-hmm. there are five, or what I like to call the five Ferris wheels of the black male psyche for us, right? That I think, in, in, in its natural state, it's, it's easy to kind of decipher. But um, when we talk about the spiritual, the mental, the physical, the financial, the emotional, when we talk about those five areas, I give each one of those a Ferris wheel that can, continues to go around in our mind, you know what I'm saying, and in our body, in our spirit, in our soul. And those are the five kind of Ferris wheels that we're juggling, 
right? And every seat mm-hmm. has something in it, right? And oh, so what to that, what do you say is, you know, how, how are we focusing on those five areas? Do we need to kind of put more attention into, in, in my mind, I would say, and I've always said this, we kind of got to put more attention into the, the mental, the spiritual, the yeah. emotional and, you know, the the physical and the uh, and and the, the the financial will come along as black men. We tend to tap into the the, the latter two other than the first three. Mm-hmm. So I want to mm-hmm. hear your response to that. I think they all play off each other. Right. Um, I think it's it's kind of like working out. You can work on your arms and you can have really big arms, but you don't have a core. <laughs> right. You don't have right. good legs, your thighs, your core, you're right. off. Right. So you get these thin legs and you look like Popeye up here. <laughs> so you can overload one of those skills or one of those requirements right. so much so till you neglect the other. Right. So you really have to be, I call it in baseball, they call it being a five tool player. Right. You've got to be a five tool man. Right. To really be effective in, in this world today. Mm-hmm. So, it's not just spiritual. It's not just mental. It's not just financial. It's not just physical. It's all of them. All it's, of it's, them yeah. it's pouring it all into them equally. Right. Um, and there's balance. And you've got to understand balance. And you've got to recognize that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and mentally, you manifest everything else. Right. So the you almost have to start with the mental. Your mindset controls a lot of where you're going. Absolutely. Your mindset can control how successful you are. You can manifest a lot of what you want to be um, with the strong mental. Right. No, I, I, I think that is an, the important, um, the importance of, you know, having the balance, right? Yeah. Because we don't, I think we as black men, and I've said this before on the show, we're making progress. Um, in those areas, I see it on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? As and as and as much negativity as we see when it comes to black men in the media and in social media and in all forms and fashions, you know there are black men who are continuing to press on and are trying to balance that out. You know, Glenn, they're trying to balance. You know, putting. You know at least something you know into each of those areas and and which i tend to find out for myself is that you know that that emotional bag and those um that 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 spiritual bag and that mental bag is kind of harder for men right to tap into yeah, a little bit more right and it, i don't i don't and want women, us to make women always right go ahead Women always call that out because women right, right, think absolutely. about it. Women talk about it. Men think about it. Women, <laughs> men say it. Women say it. Men feel it. Yep. You know, if you want to, we talk about this a lot on the show, Live from the Cave, where mm-hmm. we talk about communication and, and what the breakdown is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that it's a breakdown. It's just a difference in the way we look at things. And right. no, no one man is the same. No one woman is the same. We're not the right. same. We can talk about the same things and have two totally different opinions. Absolutely. Totally off. <laughs> in a different direction on Absolutely. it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's because you're human and you were built differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're made up of, of different opinions. You're made up of different lived experiences. So there's a lot that goes into how you're shaped as a person. Absolutely. And we have but to I think one thing we can, Yeah. And I think one thing we can do to help each other mentally, though, is just continue to uplift people. That's yes. one of the things 
that we focus on a lot with my companies and literally that's the tagline dedicated to the uplift of people because right. everything whatever we do we make sure we're giving people that light Absolutely. that sometimes they wouldn't get somewhere else you know from from launching first-time writers to right. introducing uh, line makers who are independent who may not be in stores that you may not have heard of or right. things like that um, just giving people that opportunity to shine right and you never know what you can do you know you never know if you're the one common denominator that helps them to move forward if you're that one person that they needed to hear from either that day that minute that week whatever it is you want to make sure that you're pouring into people something positive that's right come on glenn come, come, can we can we can we get a come on glenn. all right you don't, you don't have to you got to put a house beat behind it <laughs> I'm gonna make a house beat just for you, Glenn. And we and right. the next the All next right. time you come on it. the show, we're gonna play it just for you. I'm I'll telling look you. For it. There we go. <laughs> um, so going into our third question, um, we mm-hmm. a lot of times on the show talk about generational patterns. We don't like to say mm-hmm. generational curses anymore, right? Um, okay. I think as a community, we like to harp on the curses part, right? Um, yeah. And I try to switch the terminology around and call it a generational pattern because one of our interviewers past um, really spoke to not only me, but I think the audience as a whole and saying that we have to, one, stop saying that we're living or trying to break generational right. curses, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are generational um, um, blessings that have formed also in the 400 years plus that our ancestors have been here right and then plus us you understand what i'm saying so what would you say um to that in in terms of what are some positive generational patterns that you have seen that we are continuing to push what are some negative ones that you see that are kind of pushing us back and how can we kind of get those negative ones um not out the way per se, but how can we kind of fix improve upon and improve them. upon yeah. those? Yeah, of, yeah. of course. And, and how can I think it's an evolution of thought, right? Um, as more information comes to us, um, the more knowledge we gain, the smarter we get about things, the, right. the more we learn. I think about it. My grandfather on my mother's side was uh, he lived till he was about seventy years old, right? Um, but he had quit school at like twelve or thirteen to work in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at my mother who ended up having a PhD. Wow. So, you know, that's from one generation to the next. Right. So he had seen the work that he put in to raise a family and understood that we could do better. We had to do better. And she had to prove, make an example of herself for me. Her right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's evolution of thought. Right. That's taking what you have. That's taking what you do, taking what you're given. And improving upon it. Right. So having those opportunities that my grandfather didn't have and, and really growing into that and understanding that life gives you those opportunities, but you gotta be you gotta be here now for life. You gotta be awake and be ready to catch them too. Right. And you gotta understand that. And you've gotta respect the fact that the generations before you didn't have all of this. There mm. was no there was no podcast where mm-hmm. you could talk about bring on guests to talk about the positive things that we're all doing and how we're all helping each other. And, you know, there wasn't that. 
And and I so, think as and to your point, I think as a younger generation, we have to continuously. And I'm just talking to, I'm I'm, I'm talking to me and the younger ones behind me. Mm-hmm. I think there's a need for us to remember that, right? I think for me, I see so much of my younger cohorts and colleagues who talk about this stuff so passionately, which is a great thing, right? I think mm-hmm. in this generation now, we're seeing a lot of black men, black women, mm-hmm. um, black people talking about and, and, and getting into everything that is the fabric of African-American culture, right? And and it's beautiful to see even the politics of it all, right? We didn't even see that right. for a long time. So the po- that right. like that is amazing. But I think what what tends to happen, and I've said this also on my show, is that the younger generation tends to think that they know it all, especially because of how technology right Come on now right this is this but is I think, 20... we, I think we all knew it all between absolutely come on now right like we, we, all, we, all, all. we all thought about it but i bet but because there's a level because of technology, technology that has advanced the, the speed of everything true we are now thinking the there's a younger generation out here that is thinking now that okay the questions are not particularly why, right? They're particularly, well, what are you doing? What, why hasn't this happened yet? Well, what, do, what, are the, right. without actually taking the time and just sitting down and learning what's going on, you know, and why this has had happened and got to this point, right? Because I think for me and mine, you know, me and my generation, we were able to still kind of learn our history mm-hmm. without social media more say more so um coming in right Right. i'm 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 from the generation where social we were the we were the social media dummies you know we (laughs) were the ones that were you know my spacing it up early on and facebooking it up early on and you know twittering up early on all this new stuff oh we're the ogs to that you understand what i'm saying and so it didn't really affect our life we were still writing in cursive at one time come on now True, you know, true, and not even teaching it. Yeah, and they're not even teaching it no more. And so right. there comes a point to where the younger generation has to put some respect again on the mm-hmm. name of the OGs who continuously fight this fight, right? Right. And I think the OGs are saying, "Yo, we love to see y'all out here. We love that y'all are out here doing it for us." But what we need for real. It's for y'all to pull back a little bit and learn from us. Take a seat. Because what I've seen from a lot of my peers is them taking a seat and actually listening, comprehending, mm-hmm. not just communicating and talking right. just to talk, right? But actually taking a seat and saying, hey, my ears are open. Let me listen. Whether you agree or disagree with anything, my ears are open and my comprehending. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah. But I mean, social media and especially the advent of, of um, some of the social platforms yeah. gives way to group think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's facts. Good or, yeah. good or bad, there's a bandwagon for everything. Right. There truly. And, and it's a big digital bandwagon. So it's easy for me to reach a thousand people and tell a lie. And you are right. Yeah, it becomes the truth if a thousand, if those thousand people repeat it, right, to another thousand people, it just becomes a, a snowballing, you know, truth. And then the retraction so is that, so crazy, you can't kind of right. retract the statement now because now it's yeah. out there. 
You I know, mean, you've been on social media and you'll hear somebody give, say something that's factually inaccurate. Right. <laughs> and you want to correct them, but there's an amen corner of posts like Ooh, backing amen. up. Amen. Oh, my God. Ain't this the truth? Oh, yeah. Oh, amen. Yeah. You know. So then you yeah. go you go in the comments and be the well, lonely saying, yeah. um, You're the outlier. And then yeah. now you have a flood of comments saying, so who is this? Why is this? Yeah. You're right. It's a whole... Rudy yeah. tree thing that is it's very it's very technical yeah, and it's very so, complex. So if you consume garbage, you spew garbage. Hey, and that's a fact. So you have to what you're consuming, um, so that so that you're not spewing the garbage right. that you that you. And there's so much of it online because it's not regulated. It's, it's there's not. no fact check. I mean, there's a fact check dot org, but they don't always fact check you. So you right. can say a lot of crazy stuff, and there and there are leaders saying crazy stuff too. Right. So we won't even go into that. How much? Right. Li- how many lies they tell as well? So the younger generation, if you really want to be smart, you'll understand and listen yes. um, with a discerning ear. Yeah. Versus just consuming everything. You that's hear. the but that's the part you you said the main part. Not just a listening ear, Glenn. To those who yeah. are watching and listening, not just to a listening ear, but to a discerning ear. Yeah, discernment yeah, is so yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's oh. so funny. It's um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Pulp Fiction, but Samuel Jackson quotes the Bible right. before he kills something. But he's quoting it wrong. He's quoting incorrect scriptures, but he's using the scriptures yep. to kill. <laughs> so it's hilarious, and that's what a lot of people are doing. You're out here shooting with a gun, yes. and you're killing people yes. verbally, and you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you know you're destroying people's characters, and you don't know what you're talking about. So there's a lot of that. So there's a lot of education that goes on. Um, you know, there's people that are like, and, and I, and you know, I try not to. I really try not to get into it like on social media. <laughs> yeah. I do. I know it's because I'm trying to, you know, I have a good I try to po- quote positive things, but every now and then you'll see something that's just so blatantly wrong. That you, you like man, yeah, you just have to jump in and correct people. Right. And sometimes it doesn't even work. So yeah, so it's tough. It is. It's tough. You're fighting against a perception. Right. And is the reality. And honestly, that goes into our fourth question um, about like the next generation, Glenn. Like we, we, when we talk about the next generation, how can we, as you know, as black men individually and collectively, continue to you know uplift and and push the next generation? Especially when we we just had a great conversation about how social media is influencing them, right? To a to a point where misinformation is now the rule the rule and and you can even say quote-unquote factual yeah right and so yeah. how do we not not just even in that sense but just in a general sense how do we continue to just uplift and and push the next because now we're the uncles we're becoming the fathers we're becoming the godfathers we're becoming the teachers the educators yeah. you know the people that are now the young ones are looking up to even if they don't want to say it you understand what i'm saying they're, yeah. they're looking at us and so how yeah. can we do even if you want to say how can we do better for them um yeah. what would you say to that i mean i think we can only control what we can control but you'd be amazed at who's watching you right and what you're doing so i think moving in a deliberate motion in a positive motion an emotion that supports, an emotion that portrays you as somebody that they want to emulate. Right. I think those are the things that we can do. So there's, 
you know, there's a saying, like I said, you can only control what you can control, but that's a lot. If, if somebody, if you have a, a nephew, a son, a godson, uh, a mentee mm-hmm. that's watching you, they watch a lot more than you think they do. Right. So you have a responsibility to them and to yourself right. for, to seriously self-respect too. Um, to be that man that they know that they will want to be, that they will remember, give them that, those lessons that they will want to remember. And you think about it, there's probably a man or a woman in your life that told you something at a young age that you still carry with you to this day. Right. That's, so that's, you want to be that person. Yeah. 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 We, we are the African proverbs that we used to talk about that they talked about i know we're right? creating new pro- we're creating new proverbs now yeah. what is your proverbs going to be are you going to be is it going to be a bunch of lies is it going to be built on something that's not true on something unstable or are you going to give them knowledge that they can use are you going to talk to them about investing are you going to talk to them about the importance of voting are you going right, to talk to right. them about the importance of family are you going to talk to them about the importance of education are you going to talk to them about the importance of helping other people and are you going to talk to them about being proud of who they are right? and never forgetting that? Right. So those are the things that you have to do. See, see this and see, this is why Glenn is on the show. Give me gunshots. This is why Glenn is on the show. You understand what I'm saying? This is why. This is why. You feel what I'm saying? Drop in gems left and right. Listen, man. Last question, Glenn. What right. does black men win mean to you when you hear that phrase and you let it resonate in your spirit just a little bit what does that mean to you i think it's a mindset Mm -hmm. i think it's a mindset um it's not about what's in your bank account it's about what's in your heart yes it's about what you can do for others it's about how you walk this earth with confidence and represent yourself I think that's what it's about. That's what right. winning is. Winning is always a mindset. Right. Um, we win when we step out the door if we have the attitude of winning. Right. We lose if we step out the door if we have an attitude that something's going to go wrong, we're going to lose. Right. You know, in sports, I've seen a lot lesser talented teams beat a team of all Americans mm-hmm. because they believed that they could do it. Absolutely. So they worked harder. They went through the motions. They did the things they needed to do. They did the fundamentals. Sometimes it's right. about the fundamentals. Sometimes it's about just getting up in the morning and having one goal, win the day with that one goal. So going, have doing the fundamentals can get you a long way. Come on, can we can we get another one? Can we get another one more time? Glenn, thank you so much for this interview, man. We appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank Where you. can uh, people find you? Where can people get connected with you? So you can find me online at uh, Glenn220. That's my Twitter Instagram, and Instagram page. Um, you can find my company, 220communications.com, www.220communications.com. Um, our publishing company is 220books.com. So you can find us there. 
And um, I'm on LinkedIn, Glenn R. Murray. I'm on Facebook, Glenn Murray. You can find me there as well. So thank you again for having me on the show. Oh, I really no problem, appreciate man. it. No problem. I want my I want my beat though. I got I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm going to make DJ it just time. for you. <laughs> I'm going to make it just for you. And I'm I'm going to put it on the soundboard, man. I appreciate you. Um, any new any new projects or any new events that you have coming up? Um, um, in the next funny couple you months? should ask. Funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> just, just happen to have a copy. No, this is called Lessons for the Little Boy. And yeah. Actually, I'm gonna, there's a number of gentlemen in here who could be on your show. This was uh, 13 men. I think it was 13. I was eight, ranging in age from 23 to 57, writing about the reflections of being a man. And it's not just black men. It's, it, it's um, a diverse group of men. Mm-hmm. But it really is a great collection of stories and reflections. I wrote a letter to my younger self. That's what my chapter is about. So oh, I wow. talked about all Things I would go through in life, love, family, just growing uh, as a man and, and kind of giving myself the, that advice. Um, there was one gentleman who was actually going through a divorce while he wrote that. So it's very reflective. So wow, it's I really get a copy. Digging, yeah, it's really digging deep within yourself and, and reflecting on your life and wherever you are at that moment. So you get you catch a snapshot in time of men in so many different areas, so many different ways. Absolutely, man. I would definitely cop a copy for real. I seen that uh, when when the, um, when the email came through, so I wanted to check that out. I know it's on Amazon, so yeah. make sure that you cop the book on Amazon. I will definitely be getting a copy soon, so um, definitely check that out. Mr. Murray, Mr. Glenn, we appreciate you yes, for coming sir. on the show, and to everybody that is watching and listening, we appreciate you uh, for tuning in. Thank you so much. Please follow us. Um, on Instagram and on Facebook, we are on Instagram at underscore BMW podcast and on Facebook at the black men win podcast. You can also follow our podcast network, the THC media network on Twitter underscore THC media network. No, I'm sorry. THC media underscore and then underscore, uh, same thing on Instagram. And then you can also find this interview and all the other interviews from the Black Men Win podcast on our YouTube page. Just type in the THC Media Network. All right. We appreciate you. We love you. We thank you again. Glenn, thank you for so much for coming through to the show. This has been another one. And we out of here. Peace, love, and hair grease, everybody. Love. <laughs>